Welcome to Cyberspin, the podcast that brings you expert insights to today's hot topics in cybersecurity, privacy, and compliance for highly regulated industries. Subscribe to Cyberspin on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Rob Teague, manager of Redspin, and with me today is Dr. Thomas Graham, our CISO and CMMC guru of all things CMMC. So welcome back, Dr. Graham. (laughs) Thanks, Rob. Uh, We're going to be talking this episode about uh, NFOs, or the Non-Federal Organization Tailoring Actions, the NFOs. These uh, fall within Appendix E inside NIST 800-171, and uh, it's not really a hot topic, but it, it has started coming up in conversations, including when we were at the the big event with the Cyber AB in uh, Virginia a few weeks ago. NFOs, how are they addressed? Because most folks think they're not in this 800-171, at least inside of the practices and the domains. Uh, there's called out separately in Appendix E. So does that add on? to NIST 800-171. So with that, I'm going to pass it off to Dr. Graham and let him explain that a little bit to everybody. Well, I mean, it doesn't really add on to NIST 800-171 because NFOs are expected to be routinely satisfied by, you know, non-federal organizations without specific specification. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yes, that is pretty much the definition that NIST provides in in, uh, Appendix E. But essentially what, what they are are is that there are items that you're supposed to just have in place, you know, with, without being called out in, in a specific practice area or a specific domain within the NIST documentation. That's why you may not see them uh, in the CMMC assessment guides and in the CMMC requirements because they're contained within that Appendix E. Uh, however, uh, you know, as we've mentioned before, one of the criterias under examine is having documentation, your policies, your procedures, stuff of that nature. And if you go to Appendix E in, in NIST 800-171, you will actually see NFO items related to each of the practice areas being specifically called out as expected to be in, in place. Also, NIST 800-171A speaks to review of documentation. So this, this is where the documentation is still in play within the NIST requirements for CMMC and, you know, honestly never was taken out of the equation. However, you know, Rob, it, it's worthy to mention that I've been talking about documentation for, for the NFOs, um, but they're, they're not just documentation requirements. There's, there's other requirements that are built in there mm-hmm. that you, you know, you're supposed to have in place. Um, you know, some of those are, are around other areas, but really, and honestly, I highly advise folks to go down and, and look at that appendix and see what those NFO items are. Uh, you mentioned the, the event up in uh, uh, Tyson's Corner, Virginia, more specifically, and NIST was one of the presenters there. And uh, recently, our folks that are listening to this may be aware that uh, NIST closed the, the public uh, comment period mm-hmm. for changes for NIST uh, 800-171 Rev 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those items that a lot of folks continued to bring up was the NFO items. And uh, as they get ready for uh, NIST 800-171 Rev 3, it'll be interesting to see now if they're going to include those in the individual 
areas or maintain them within that appendix E. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, great. Honestly, you summed everything up and really didn't leave me much, which is great. But, uh, you know, you talk about some of the other NFOs. And if, if you do go out and look at NIST 800-171 in appendix E, you'll see that uh, each domain has a NFO for access or for the policies and the procedures for each domain. Does that mean you have to have it? a policy and a procedure for each domain. If you haven't watched our documentation episode, you need to go back and look at it because the answer is no, but you do have to address each practice and domain somewhere within documentation. Uh, the other thing is uh, Dr. Graham mentioned that there's other NFOs in there outside of documentation, right? One as an example, and I'm looking on my other screen because I got the list up here, test and validate your uh, configuration change control. So change management. That is one of the domains in CMMC. So most of these NFOs are baked in to the NIST 800-171 practices. But as Dr. Graham pointed out, which I think is the key to these NFOs, they're just expected of you, right? No, you're, you're absolutely right. There's, there's honestly nothing in CMMC that specifically calls out uh, NFO controls. So, you know, if you look in, in at least the current versions of the documentation, they're not in there. Of course, we don't have the cap, you know, still as of the recording of this, this uh, video. But the, again, the interesting thing is going to be is that as, you know, NIST and NIST, we're all aware NIST documentation goes through revisions. As they're getting ready for Rev 3, it's going to be interesting to see what which elements of Appendix E, if any of them, they actually pull now into the to the main portion of the document. Yeah, but the main thing for our listeners here is don't ignore Appendix E. Go out and take a look at it. And as you start to read through some of the NFOs, you'll see, well, that's actually covered in this domain. You know, like I just mentioned, change management as an example. Access control is also in there. Uh, awareness and training. It doesn't just talk about policies and procedures for awareness and training, but it covers records, maintaining records of training for your personnel, right? Well, I mean, you know, as you were saying, you know, it's not a, even documentation, but when you're, you're going through the CMMC uh, requirements, you know, there's, there's certain requirements on boundary protection and, you know, the system interconnections. Well, Appendix E has items in there for restricting external system connections. Are you preventing, you know, really just everybody from coming into your environment? And, you know, if so, how are you doing it? Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, these are, are things that NIST expects, you know, to be in place without specifically being called out in, in the rest of the document. But because of them being being documented this way, it's created some some confusion in industry, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. which again, you know, hopefully when we're at Rev 3 of uh, NIST 800-171 comes out, they'll do a better job of addressing. But when you're, one of the ways that, you know, we, when we were going through this, because we always talk about, you know, how, you know, what we did when we first went through this. Mm -hmm. when, when we were putting together uh, our, our enclave and our documentation, our, our items, the benefit for us with the NFO controls is that when we were looking at, at the individual practice areas and the individual objectives, we were saying, okay, 
here's what the objectives say, but what are they really going to be looking for? What, what do they want us to do? Well, if you're looking at, you know, you referenced, you know, the CM controls around change configuration, change control. Well, that NFO item speaks to testing, validating and documenting the changes. So when you're, you're going through your CMM, your CM items, uh, under CMMC, it's a little bit of a tongue twister. Uh, that's telling you, okay, when you provide your, your evidence that you actually do this within your organization, you have to show where you, you have processes in place for testing the change processes and, and, and procedures in place for validating the change. And then how are you documenting it? You know, it, it doesn't have to be a formal report. It can be a ton of emails, you know, whatever, but it's just saying you need to do these, these components. So that's the benefit we got, you know, when we were going through it, you know, for ourselves. Yeah. No, you bring up a great point for the organizations and, you know, we've, we've done this four series and this is the last one. And I promise, Thomas and I are going to change after this because Lauren has kept us in the same outfit for four weeks during these recordings. But aside from that, um, you know, the, the main thing is that if folks need assistance, they can reach out to us, right? One, we've have the, we have the experience, but uh, I think you hit on something, Thomas, that uh, a lot of, can assist a lot of organizations as they're pre preparing for these certifications and assessments. Think like the assessor. Think like the auditors. What do they want from us? What, when I read this practice, what does it mean, right? And then when you go down to Appendix E and look for in the NFOs, what does that mean? How do they tie together? What is an assessor or an auditor going to look for in respect to that? And then tackle it. But uh, the organizations out there need to know if you need assistance, that's what we're here for. Please go out to redspin.com. We've got plenty of documentation. This, this particular topic of assisting organizations seeking certifications is a passion for Dr. Graham, and he's been on this bandwagon since Redspin became one of the first authorized C3PAOs, because when that happened, there wasn't much information out there on how to go out and establish your enclaves, tackle CMMC, etc. And we kind of, I think of ourselves as a ship going through the ice, breaking the ice up so others can flow, you know, through the waters. Um, and that's, that's something I, uh, Dr. Graham, I, I appreciate about you is that you're passionate about taking those lessons learned and passing them on to organizations out there. Absolutely, Robin. And thank you for the kind words. You know, honestly, as a as a cybersecurity community, we should be communicating. We should be talking and we should be learning from each other. If, you know, something comes up and, you know, I don't know the answer to it, you know, I'm, I'm reaching out to the folks that I know. I'm reaching out to, you know, you, the other folks at Red Spin or, you know, some of our partners and, and, and trying to find the answer because honestly, we're, we're all in it together. Mm -hmm. And in, until, you know, the day comes where, quantum computing and, and quantum en encryption really solves all of our problems. Uh, being facetious, there's going to be some more problems versus solving all of our problems. But um, we, we, we have to kind of, you know, have that communication because we can't operate in, in silos. And, and if you're operating in a silo and you, you have the deer, deer in the headlights, that type of focus, you're going to miss, you know, some of the other trees in the forest and the NFO controls are, are, are one of those because when you're, 
when you're looking through it, yes, it's not specifically called out. However, when you're trying to get from point A to point B, and from point A to point B is getting your CMMC level two certification, understanding these NFO controls are really going to help get you there. Because one of the other things I, I like to try to do, Rob, is I like to try and tie, you know, some of the conversations you and I have had together. And when you're looking, you know, at IR planning and, and IR capabilities, even though it, you know, some of the, some of the items within CMMC L2 uh, under CMMC V2 is kind of limited when you're looking uh, at the NFO controls mm-hmm. underneath, uh, I think it's planning. Um, there's actually requirements in, in the planning component mm-hmm. for uh, a couple of things. One is coordinating with external entities mm-hmm. uh, and, and another is on the social media networking restrictions. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I bring those out is because think about it when you, when you're going through an incident, there may be times where you need to coordinate with, with other organizational entities. You know, it could be the FBI, it could be the DOD, it could be your local police. You know, it could be Bob, the super PI that you're trying to have somebody track down, you know, somebody somewhere. But aside from that, you know, it, it, it's telling you, Hey, when you're thinking about these things, here's, here's what you should be accounting for in, in these items. And, and the reason being is because at the end of the day, well, you know, from the DOD world, we used to always talk about assurance now in common vernacular, everybody's talking about resilience. Mm-hmm. It's having these items in there and having that understanding. So when you're going through them, well, you're resilient enough. You've ensured that you've assured that your information is, is accounted for and you have these plans in place. So when you have that bad day, it may be only a half a bottle of vodka you're drinking versus the full bottle. <laughs> I love it when you bring the bottles out, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> right. We've all been there and we all understand. I, I think the main thing I want to leave with everybody as we close this out is that Dr. Graham for me on the CMMC side of the house is an awesome kind of bouncing board, if you will. So some of the things I think of my interpretations of some of the uh, things that are happening within CMMC, I always, I always bounce that off Dr. Graham before, you know, I, I go public or you know, open my mouth and stick my foot in it. Um, For organizations out there that don't have a Dr. Thomas Cram, you can, and that's simple. Instead of spinning in circles, just spin over to redspin.com, take a look at all the stuff that's out there that we have. I mean, Dr. Graham talks from developing the, the strategy behind developing an enclave all the way through getting it up and running to where we are today. So if you need that Dr. Graham to, to leverage your thoughts and ideas on, please, uh, partner with us and we would be happy to assist you. Definitely don't go it alone. Uh, We've covered a lot of topics in these last four sessions. Uh, If you have any other questions or, uh, you know, things you want us to address on future segments, please uh, drop us a line on redspit.com. For that, I thank you guys for your time. Dr. Graham, thank you for your time. Everybody have a good one. (laughs) 